Took the third time before I finally caught a name. Uh, held it with the clarity of autumn rain. It's the morning, the rain stopped falling, and your girl stopped calling, but you're hoping that she calls again. Uh, say she hates men and that we're all the same. Or with somebody else, I probably let it fall to flame. But with her, it's like we share the same sort of brain. So I dial her up and see if I can let her fool explain. And she's the only one I'm holding when the day's cold. And her's the only place I'm headed when the day's old. And when the day's And welcome to Uncovered. I'm your host, Caleb Bowers. And as always, I'm with my voice, Brian Bradley, aka your girl's favorite light skin. And I'm Andre Bradley. And today we are joined by an awesome guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Mia Leibold. And I am uh, acquaintances of all three of these gentlemen, but also from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Shout out to 269. Heck yeah. Got to show some love. Um, so real quick, Mia, we're going to let you do a background on yourself just for the listeners so that they know everything that's going on um, and where you're coming from. But first, we'll, I guess, preface what we're going to talk about today, which is really, and correct me if I say anything wrong also, um, okay. we are going into and diving into the world of well-being. And with that, I assume that comes like a healthy, positive lifestyle, um, really trying to find more ways to engage yourself in a healthy relationship with yourself. Is that, is that a good way to put it? Yeah, no, that's awesome. Very good. I'm glad I nailed that. <laughs> we'll roll out with that. Um, but I'd also like to hear your explanation of that you know when we get later into the podcast so i'll bring that back up but um so just real quick do you want to give a background on yourself just anything you want to say to anyone yeah sure thing um so again i'm from kalamazoo michigan i know quite a few of you guys and your friends uh through soccer actually so i'm a big soccer fan ended up uh playing soccer at oakland university over on the east side of the state so i've kind of always been um into athletics, an athlete myself, uh, passionate about a number of sports. Um, but it wasn't until probably my third year at OU where I started to view um, fitness and health and wellness a little bit differently. I uh, changed my major from physical therapy to psychology and double majored in nutrition and health as well. So I kind of took on a bit more of a holistic approach um, to fitness and health mm -hmm. and have since been an athlete turned coach. <laughs> um, <laughs> I now am the owner, I guess, and founder of Mia Rose Wellbeing, where I do individual, small group, and corporate uh, coaching and training for well-being. And I love it. That's awesome. I do know <laughs> that you have uh, you have one contract, I think it maybe is what it is, with the county of Kalamazoo, correct? Yep. Yep. I'm the wellness coordinator for Kalamazoo County. They have over a thousand employees. Um, so I help create wellness challenges, uh, teach classes, host well-being events. Um, and I know we'll dive into sort of my definition of well-being here too um, in a little bit. But yeah, I, I love working with all groups of different sizes and individual coaching is, is really a passion of mine as well. Um, that's really great. Yeah. I mean, seeing you have the success is, I mean, for us especially, we love everyone that we have on here. We love hearing about their success and how they've really started to flourish, and especially in things that they love. Everyone that we've had on here is either talking about or currently practicing something that they love. And mm -hmm. it's it, you can just tell the passion is there. And for you, we've definitely seen it through all your media and everything. Um, Thank you. Yeah. yeah, for sure. First and foremost, I just want to say congratulations uh, on getting that contract and starting your own business. Uh, I just have a quick question real quick. So you mentioned 
uh, during your third year at OU, you just had this different way of thinking about everything. Uh, what made you switch, like, the way you think about health and wellness? Yeah, yeah. I would definitely say I was faced with um, some challenges. You know, being an athlete for a college is not easy. Um, you know, you're worked to <laughs> to your breaking point on a lot of different physical tasks, but then also to balance school, um, being a young adult and kind of transitioning away from home life it's not easy. And so everyone kind of reaches, I don't necessarily want to say their breaking point, but everyone reaches a time in their lives where they kind of have to realize, okay, what's important and what's not. Um, And instead of eliminating, like I still am definitely considering myself an athlete, but instead of eliminating the physical part, I just started to welcome in the idea of, okay, mental health is obviously super important to me. Um, what can I do to make others feel supported when it comes to their mental and emotional health, nutrition? How does that play into being an athlete and performing at your best, whether you're an athlete or not, um, nutrition are going to play a big role. So in that third year, um, I actually ended up leaving the team. I only played at OU for three years, um, but I was able to have more time to kind of focus in on the different areas of well-being that I wanted to feel I knew enough about to help support others in. And speaking of supporting others, I think Andre actually, we were talking about this a little bit before you got on. Andre is like the perfect question for this. All right. Yeah. So like right now we're all in quarantine, can't go to the gym. So um, what would be some ways that we can take care of our well-being? Or like, as you said in your introduction, you did like wellness challenges. Yeah. What are some definitely. ways that we could do those and like, um, what nutrition uh, will help with that as well. Absolutely. So I'm a huge fan of tiny wins. Um, If you worked with me before, you know that. Um, I don't think that successes need to be necessarily weeks, months, years planned out. Um, I think every day, if you do something to focus on an area of well-being, then you should take that tiny win and run with it and use that as kind of fuel and motivation for the next tiny win or the next challenge that you set up with yourself. Um, So just to backtrack a little bit, and then I'll dive deeper into those questions. I take a very integrative approach to well-being. So of course, moving more and eating your vegetables and fruits are kind of what people think about when they think about health and wellness. Um, But especially in quarantine, the five pillars, or I guess six pillars that I have people focus on is physical and mental, emotional, uh, well-being, environmental, spiritual, and financial. So if you can find out of those six, one way to feel good about something you've done regarding one of those six areas, then you should take that tiny win and run with it. So um, when it comes to physical, there's tons of people offering online virtual classes, including myself through my Facebook page. So that's a way to kind of adjust from gym life to home gym life. Um, There's a ton that you can do with just your body um, or taking on something new. I know a lot of people, they want to get into yoga, but they've never been to a studio before. Um, So trying a yoga class in your living room or trying something new for the first time can be a good way to focus on that physical well-being. When it comes to nutrition, um, meal prep has always been something that I encourage folks to try now is a great time because more people have the time to actually cook their food or learn about 
how to cook um, or even garden. That's something that I've been kind of spending more time learning about is how to grow my own food. Um, And all of these things are sort of time consuming. I want to make sure that you gentlemen understand that well-being is also taking into consideration food accessibility. Um, You know, this isn't necessarily a great time for everyone, obviously. Some of us are able to sort of slow down and relax, but some people are really stressed and working more now than ever um, during this pandemic. So yeah, there's a lot, a lot of factors that kind of play into to well-being, but I, I would definitely say those tiny wins. So if you're not working out at all now, maybe one day this week, and that's that should be good enough because it's more than what you did last week. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. And then okay. with um, like meal prepping, yeah. How uh, kind of a stupid question, but no stupid questions on here. <laughs> uh, is there better ways to like uh, spice it up? Because I know once you meal prep, you're eating the same thing for like seven days a week. Yeah. How would I? Is it what kind of ways would I be able to switch that up? Yeah, I'm a, a huge fan of bowls. I don't know if you guys have seen like people call them Buddha bowls or grain bowls or things like that. Um, That's something that I really love to turn to when I'm trying to eat mindfully. So instead of taking 10 containers and filling them with chicken breast, broccoli, and rice every single day, um, maybe making rice and quinoa as your base and then having three or four different vegetables that you roast. Um, If you're a meat eater, having a few different kinds of meat that you prepare just in smaller portions. And then maybe like roasted chickpeas or some sort of plant-based protein source. Um, That's kind of a way so that when you open up your fridge, instead of having 10 of the same meals for lunch every day, you have your container of rice and your container of different vegetables. So you can kind of mix it up and make a different meal um, all in one. I'm super, super there for simplicity. Um, dang, I forgot my question. <laughs> I, forgot <laughs> I my have one real quick. Uh, yeah, that's you, bro. <laughs> uh, are you a vegetarian? I am actually, um, I'm actually vegan. I've okay. been eating primarily plant-based for, I don't even know, over two years, over two years now. How do you so, feel now that you like transition to plant-based and I guess straight away from meat protein? Yeah, you know, I actually completely cut it out. I didn't like, it was one weekend where I was actually doing a teacher training in Los Angeles and it was required for the training to eat plant-based for four days. Um, eating plant-based in LA is like the easiest thing in the world <laughs> because every restaurant caters to that lifestyle. Um, and I just never welcomed it back in. I feel great. Um it's not something that I push onto my clients. It's, you know, very rarely something that I even really talk about or promote because I think it's a very personal choice and people eat different ways for all sorts of reasons. Um, but I would definitely recommend at least having one day a week meatless um, entirely. That's another little win is if you're meeting, eating meat every single day, trying to eliminate that for one day out of the week is something I encourage for sure. I definitely tried to cut out meat, but uh, it didn't work. But I did. Uh, <laughs> I did transition over to like almond milk, and I'm not sure if you've heard of the brand Ripple. Uh, I don't know if I have. Is that the brand of almond milk? No, it's uh, milk made out of peas, so it's pea protein. 
Oh, interesting. And they have it at Target. It's pretty fire. Uh, you should try it next time you go to Target. Awesome. Yeah, that's good to know. <laughs> Ripple. Um, yeah. I think it's a lot of awareness. I mean, everything is awareness. So, like, if people think that they've had dairy, cow's milk, every single day for their entire life, and then they try almond milk once and absolutely hate it, I think oftentimes they run back to dairy milk (laughs) as quick as they can because it's what they know and what they're comfortable with. But if you open your mind and your eyes to see that there's cashew milk, there's rice milk, there's ripple, pea milk, I mean, there's like so much out there um, to choose from that it's not limiting. I think you just have to be more open-minded and aware of kind of what your options are if you do choose to transition away from animal products. So like you were talking about the tiny wins for someone mm-hmm. that's trying to take that first step to, you know, begin changing lives. Maybe we'll say it's working out more days a week. What do you suggest they do just to take that? Cause sometimes that's the hardest part is, yeah. you know, really just taking that first step and getting your foot mm-hmm. into the door. So, so in that situation, what do you suggest? Definitely. Um, I would say first and foremost, and this isn't because I have a coaching business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I would definitely say investing in a coach. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't necessarily mean monetarily. Um, I mean, I have clients where I do trades with. So like they have something that a service that they provide that I value. And then they value having me as an accountability partner or someone to motivate them to take those tiny steps. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's really huge. Also an, an accountability partner of any sort, if you have a close friend, a family member, a partner in your life who also wants to um, enhance their well-being and grow in some way, um, not letting each other down, you know, creating some sort of pact. I think that we're definitely stronger in numbers. That kind of can't, comes from my, my team um, upbringing, but I think having an accountability partner of some sort um, who isn't going to let you down is the best way to take that first step. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like that because I know from personal experience that because with Calum's FC, who I work for um, partially is we have a personal trainer and I'm going to be totally honest with you. I absolutely hate like working out in a gym. I like playing soccer and like getting my fitness and like in that kind of way. But I've noticed that when the trainer's there because we have access to him, it's just so easy. Like he's there. He's pushing me nonstop. And even though I may be getting like absolutely destroyed in this workout, it's so beneficial to have him just there, just continually just being like, Hey man, like you can put a little bit more weight on that, or you can do a few more reps of those burpees or whatever it is. So in that sense, I think that having a coach, like you said, it's one of the biggest pieces of information that you could give to someone is just, just go have someone else engage in that process with you. I, mm-hmm. I think that's like the biggest thing possible Definitely. that you could say to anyone. Yeah, knowledge and support is huge. I mean, there's a reason that we're all put here together. You mm-hmm. know, if we were meant to not work together in things, it wouldn't make much sense. So mm-hmm. so I've got a question for you, and I'm hoping that you have an answer for us. It's going to be a little bit of a big I ho- question. <laughs> I hope so, too. I feel a curveball coming up. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing too crazy, but um, it is. <clears throat> what scenario do you feel that you have impacted someone the most, whether that was an individual or a group? What is, what is that in your mind? Who, who do I feel I've impacted the most? Yeah. Who, or yeah. Or maybe like what situation have you altered or impacted the most? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm glad you bring that up uh, because working with 
Kalamazoo County, um, mm. it being such a large organization with so many different departments. I mean, I'm working with sheriff's deputies and then people who, who are out on the road for their shifts and then also people who work in finance and are sitting for eight, nine hours a day. Um, so it's a very diverse population in terms of the work that's being done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had some incredible clients come out of that organization. Um, one in predict- one in particular, the first day that he really signed up for anything that I was offering, we ended up taking his blood pressure. Um, and it was absolutely through the roof. This was just a normal day of the week for him. And in taking his blood pressure in a small clinic that I was running, um, we encouraged him to go see his primary care doctor and he ended up being put on medication that day. And it was like, if he hadn't had come to this event that I was hosting, he probably would have stroked out. Like it was that, oh wow, that scary, that important. Um, so in that instance, I'm able to reflect on that pretty frequently because I know that obviously I made an impact in his life in a positive way just by being there and offering that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I've also had a number of roller coaster clients who have stuck with me for a long, long time now and made some incredible strides. So I wouldn't exactly say that there's one person in particular that stands out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just super grateful to be able to, to assist people and hopefully when they come to me for things they need, just being there for them. Yeah. I wanna, I, that's super supportive. I mean, you can only be happy hearing anyone mm-hmm. say that essentially. Um, yeah. So I have one question for you that is a lot easier than that one. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but it's, well-being the definition Mm -hmm. we're we're finally getting to it what is well-being to you whether or not you want to say the clinical definition whether or not you want to just say (laughs) how you practice whatever it is when you go and talk to someone and they ask you that question what are you going to tell them well I always say and this is kind of my tagline I always say it's more than movement and eating your fruits and vegetables Mm -hmm. um because I think automatically when people hear the words well-being or wellness they jump right to those pillars, which don't get me wrong, are super, super important. Mm -hmm. Um, But to me, my definition incorporates my six focus areas. So environmental well-being is making sure that the people that you're surrounding yourself with, this is not a short answer, by the way. I'm sorry, (laughs) No, totally Um, fine. (laughs) So environmental well-being, and they all fit perfectly together. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what's so beautiful about this field is that we're not – eliminating anything. It's holistic. It's all inclusive. It's integrative. Um, environmental well-being is the environment that you're in, um, your housing situation and who you choose to surround yourself with. Emotional is how you're able to express your feelings. A lot of people get mental well-being and emotional well-being mixed up or mm-hmm. they don't understand the difference. So mental well-being is actually um, how you process your daily stimulus around you and then emotional is how you kind of throw that back out into the world and whether or not you have control or confidence in your emotional and mental state physical well-being is obviously movement um, but it's more than just lifting weights and running it's also flexibility balance strength in those um, often overlooked ways and then uh, what else do I have financial well-being 
obviously money <laughs> runs a lot of our world. Um, and so feeling financially stable and secure, you're really not going to be able to dive into other areas unless you feel like you have financial support because mm -hmm. some things, not everything, you can definitely, definitely enhance your well-being for free, but some things, coaching included, can be expensive yeah. at times. Um, and obviously that could be a stressor too. And then spiritual well-being, not everyone is open or willing to dive into that realm, um, but that's obviously your spiritual connection to the world around you. So those six pillars um, make up my definition of well-being because I think it's important that we're aware of all six of them um, and that we're, you know, giving ourselves the freedom to kind of explore them fluidly. Because if you show up to the gym one day, but you're not there mentally, you're not going to get as good of a workout in. Right. Um, if you can't afford something that your loved ones can afford, that's not going to feel so great in the financial pillar. So it's very in-depth. <laughs> but the beauty of coaching is that I only work with clients on the areas that they're willing to work on mm -hmm. or that they need. So some people might come in for a movement class or a personal training session, um, but instead we decide to talk about food. So yeah, it's complex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. Um, so when you when you mentioned spiritual well-being, does that mm -hmm. include, and pardon my ignorance on this matter, but like I said, this mm -hmm. is why we have you on here. Um, does that include like your social interactions with people? It can. It definitely can. I mean, you think of, okay, so someone who's very um, grounded in their faith, mm -hmm. so they're religious in some form. Ah, okay, um, okay you can pretty much assume that they're attending uh, a mass, a church, um, some sort of social gathering. Mm -hmm. um, or for some, maybe it's spiritual from a yogic standpoint. So mm -hmm. they're going to a class or they're spending time in a studio space, um, connecting spiritually in that way. So I definitely think that social is a part of that. Um, but social also ties into the envir environmental piece. Okay, okay. And now we have the next question. Where do you think it ties into? Um, so, I have a, do you have another question? Nope, that's all you. All right, I got uh, one question that's probably simpler than yours. <laughs> you can go first, then go ahead. All right. Uh, do you eat tofu? And if you do, what are some ways that um, you can spice it up so it's not so spongy? So good. <laughs> I do eat tofu on occasion. Um, it's actually, it's not something, that, it's not like a staple in our house. We have tofu in the fridge right now and we don't even really know what we're going to do with it. So I'm just being honest with you. <laughs> um, but now buying tofu, make sure you're getting the extra firm tofu. And then you can actually, it's kind of gross if you think about it, but you can actually squeeze it out like a sponge. So I put paper towel or like a dish towel and actually squeeze out the moisture and then as you cook it, whether or not like you're sauteing it, it's going to release some of that moisture too, like other vegetables that you would saute. Um, so just dumping that out occasionally. But tofu doesn't have a taste, so you can really season it any way you like. Um, huge fan of curry. I'm a big spice person. I really love curry. Um, I've done teriyaki tofu before. Um, you can do basically marinate it however you would any type of meat that you're going to eat and it's going to absorb that flavor. Are you trying to switch from me, Andre, or you just <laughs> want to try new things? 
now uh, Elizabeth eats tofu all the time, but it usually doesn't have flavor. So just wondering if there's a way to spice it up a little bit. Yeah, uh, makes sense. Se- seasoning salts, um, any sort of liquid marinade. Um, I can send you some recipes. <laughs> all right. So my question ties in kind of with the spiritual spiritual uh aspect of your six pillars um with the apps like calm and headspace and how people sometimes aren't mentally all there would you say like using calm or headspace will get you back into the right i guess right mindset or just like be be more aware of your mindfulness yeah definitely um i think any time I'll say this twice. I think any time that you expose yourself to something and you go into it hoping that it enhances your well-being at will. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So anytime yeah, you go into something with the mindset that this is going to help me be better, be stronger, be smarter, be more kind, I think that you'll walk away from that experience having gained something. So headspace, calm, incense, era, I think, what is that other third one? Uh, insight timer I think it is, are all great resources um, when it comes to mental health and well-being those apps I think I haven't used all of them but I think that they really encourage guided meditation and sitting still with your thoughts which yes can absolutely help you be more calm um, be more productive achieve the things that you want to do in your days. Um, but it can also bring up a lot of other emotions. If you're somebody who is deflecting your, um, emotions in any way, sometimes sitting with yourself can be the hardest thing in the world. Mm -hmm. So I think it's very important for people to use those apps in, a mindful way and I'm going to encourage um, because I'm not a licensed therapist but I also am a huge advocate for talk therapy art therapy all forms of um, of therapy really so I think sometimes those apps can bring up underlying emotions that might need a little bit more support and that you can't necessarily take on yourself but you'll know I mean if someone's feeling overly emotional after doing a meditation you'll definitely know so for people that are actually listening to this podcast now and really interested in maybe approaching you about this, how do they get a hold of you? Yes, I'm active on Facebook, uh, Mia Rose Wellbeing, as well as Instagram. Um, my email is Mia Rose Wellbeing at gmail.com. Um, I love working with families too, not only individuals, but if you're quarantined in a house full of family or friends, um, chances are you all have different needs or maybe you know, want to work on something as collectively as a group, um, those would definitely be the best ways to, to reach out. All right. Well, I'd like to extend a huge thank you for coming on and, you know, obviously giving us as much information as possible. I know that we just learned a lot out of this and I hope that our listeners do too. Um, guys, do you have anything else to say? Uh, no, just add on top of that. Thank you for coming on and definitely got to start implementing, uh, some of what you taught us today into my life just to make it better in general and 
Man, you can't go wrong with improving your well-being and uh, nutrition. Yeah, uh, thank you for coming on. Uh, and congratulations with all the success that you're having with your business right now. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, guys, just remember, tiny wins. Take it a day at a time and be there for each other. It's not an easy time right now, but, um, again, there's a reason that we're all here together and able to connect through this platform. So I really appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Um, for all of our listeners right now, make sure you stay tuned in with us here on Spotify. Um, if any of your friends are unfortunately missing out and they're on Apple Music, good news for them is that we just released that today. So we're now out on that. Um, also, give us a check out on our Instagram at Uncovered Pod as well on TikTok at the, or <laughs> TikTok, wow, TikTok at the same. And uh, other than that, thank you again to our guest. And that's Uncovered. Count on, count on.